0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development podcast series, where you'll hear all about how the department helps Alaskan workers, job seekers, businesses, and communities. Today, we're talking about how Alaskan employers can take advantage of the department's consultation and training program. I'm Jason Caputo, and my guest is Occupational Health and Safety Manager, Elaine Banda.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, let's, let's start just with the basics to get going. What is consultation and training?
1: Consultation and training is a branch of the Alaska OSHA program. Uh, most people are familiar with, uh, with the OSHA program, but what some people don't know is that there's a state and a federal program. And we are the state program And our main purpose is to provide safety assistance to employers and help them recognize, evaluate and prevent workplace hazards.
0: Fantastic, okay. And is there any uh, cost to this, to businesses to get this service?
1: Absolutely not. Our services are free and most importantly, they are confidential. Mm -hmm.
0: I could see why that would be really important. We want people to feel, feel comfortable reaching out to us for that kind of help. That's great. Uh, And who is this available to? Can anyone request consultation services?
1: Well, there's a, there are some limitations. So I, I just want to cover the brief, the main limitations. So, uh, First of all, we we only provide services to employer, well, small employers who have one or more employees. And um, our priority is limited, like I said, small employers, because typically if you look at our services, um, well, the type of services we provide in the private sector, it can be quite costly to an employer, but that's why we focus on small employers because uh, our services are free. And you, if you say, uh, well, what constitutes a small employer, uh, 250 or fewer employees on a work site. Uh, And if there is like a corporate no more than 500 corporate, ro- corporate wide. Um, and we also don't cover, if, if you are an entity or an employer and you fall under a different jurisdiction, like I said earlier, we have state OSHA and federal OSHA. If you're, on, if you're the military base, that's not gonna be our jurisdiction uh, if you, if your job site is on the water, that's not going to be our jurisdiction. So those are some, uh, uh, a brief description of the limitations of who, who we can provide our services to.
0: Gotcha. Great. So prioritizing uh, small empl- employers, and that's right. uh, at least one or more employees, but uh, a cap of two fifty. Uh, employees mm-hmm. on a work site. And if they have a corporate, if they're a member of a corporate um, situation, it would be a total of 500 or less corporate-wide. Okay. Um, federal-type sites, that might not be, that wouldn't be us, uh, and some other things. But basically, if, if folks are unsure whether they qualify or not, um, they should probably just contact you you uh, guys, please. and we'll, we'll provide that information uh, in the information on on the link to this podcast,
1: absolutely
0: great. Okay, great. Okay. So I know that you know there's also this um, a role that the Department of Labor plays in enforcement, and yes. consultation and enforcement are two very different things. And so, can you talk a little bit about the difference between those two?
1: Yes, we are two. We're although we are under the same umbrella for our mm. agency. We are two totally separate sections, and a lot of time, a lot of times, people they only when they hear OSHA, they only think of enforcement, but they are unaware that of the consultation and training services. So I, I'll briefly go over uh, three or four of the main differences between the two. First of all, consultation is strictly voluntary on the employer's behalf. So we, our, my consultants, cannot go into a, a workplace without being invited by the employer. Once we are invited by the employer, the employer has total control and they have the right to tell us which areas they want us to look at or which areas not to look at. And they have the right to terminate the visit at any time. Whereas on enforcement, it's not voluntary and, you know, they have sole, uh, priority, sole proprietary or I I forgot the word, but they can go wherever they want to go in enforcement and, it comes consultation, we cannot. Another major thing difference is consultation, we don't issue citations or penalties ever. Whereas as, you, as most people know enforcement do, what, what we issue is recommendations to fix hazards, to fix the workplace hazards. Now here's the thing when an employer when an employer requests our services the the one caveat is that they agree to fix hazards in the workplace. So that's the only thing we rec- we consultation request of the employer is to fix the hazard to keep the employees safe. Now if that Employer refuses to fix the hazard, and uh, we will reach out to them multiple times. We may have to refer to enforcement, um, and not, we. I've never had to do that because most employers are very willing to do what it takes to correct the hazards. Uh, the other difference is. Consultation, we pride ourselves on building relationships with the community. Uh, so like I said, our services are free. If the employer wants us to come back every year, we can do that. We can do follow-ups and we can do um, training type visits to help that employer uh, do the, take the necessary steps to keep their employees safe. So those are
0: some of the main differences between the, the two. That's that's good that we're really, uh, you know, transparent and clear about that because we we do not want this to be a gotcha service. This, this should be right. a service where we're, we're helping. Um, but we have to be really clear about, you know, like like you were clear about, there may be situations where you're going to, if the employer refuses, you know, it's un, d- doesn't, Feel they want to or for whatever reason is not going to address that hazard issue. Um, that that as you explained, there could be some other actions that happen with that. But and but let's really be clear on this, because we want, we want to give uh, the businesses full understanding of what this is all right. about. So what is the can you go a little bit more into the connection between consultation and enforcement? You touched on it, but I think there's maybe sure. a little bit more.
1: Sure. Well. Our, our relationship is minimal. So like I said earlier, we are under the same umbrella, but we are two totally separate sections. So I am the chief of consultation and training, and the chief of enforcement is in a different section. So we do not have the same employees. Um, Employers who request our our services, like I said, when when we go out, they sign an agreement to our services and to fix, we call it abate the hazard. I as the chief of consultation, I will do whatever it takes to work with that employer. Whereas uh, in enforcement, they don't have that privilege to work with the employer. So whatever that employer needs regarding safety, I will do, do whatever it takes. But when that employer, as I stated earlier, when they just cease communication and maybe give us the impression that You know, they're not going to abate the hazard to keep the employees safe. Uh, Only after several attempts, I mean, I will do a letter, a certified letter. I'll leave voicemails. I'll send emails, whatever it takes to keep that communication open with that employer, I will do it. And only after many, many attempts, if I do not hear back from that employer, would I have to refer to enforcement? That's one instance. And I can say on my watch, that has never happened. And then the other time, there's uh, one other time where we have a, a slight relationship with enforcement. And let's say that employer has received an inspection by an enforcement officer. So let's say they didn't know about our services and then enforcement just came to their site, uh, issued some citations and penalties because they've identified hazards. And then they go to to the, uh, we call it to an informal settlement agreement. That's with the chief of enforcement. And that chief of enforcement will say, well, you're a small business and I know you're trying hard, so I'm gonna reduce your, and this is just an example.
0: Sure.
1: I'm gonna reduce your penalty if you work with consultation and training. So that chief of enforcement can refer that employer, refer that employer to my section. But here's the caveat, that employer will have to reach out to me to say, Hey Elaine, I was referred by the chief of enforcement, and I'm like I will be very happy to say, come on over, fill out the form, let us work with you. So those are the only two times where um, we consultation enforcement have uh, that intermingling of relationship. But on the most on the most part for the most part. Enforcement has no idea what we have going on over here, and we have no idea what they have going on over there.
0: Right. So businesses should contact you when they are they are ready to address any issues they want to keep their employees safe they're they're committed to making those changes that need and they want some free help and expertise on identifying what that is to make it easier and something else I'm hearing is it fair to say it sounds like you know in the one situation if they talk to consultation they it is a very employer-friendly, business-friendly relationship, which you've described. But if they, uh, and they have more control over the situation, if yeah. they don't do something about their safety issues and it becomes, and enforcement um, finds out about it in the ways that they do and it's reported in some way. Um, then they have less options. It's a less, uh, they may get referred to you, especially if they're a small business for that extra care um, and help, but they may have less options. So it's it's really in the business's best interest. Right, to, 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 to work with us. Yeah. And I just
1: want to make it clear that we would never uh, refer, We would never send an employer to enforcement just blatantly, only if that employer has demonstrated uh, that they are not willing to, only after they've one, requested our services, and two, demonstrated that they are not going to uh, fix any hazards that would Uh, keep that employees or keep their employees safe. Only then would we refer to enforcement. Enforcement, when they do, they have their own way of doing things, which I'm not privy to, but if they just happen to, let's say we are working with an employer and enforcement just shows up they'll leave enforcement won't leave they 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 won't i mean unless it's an imminent danger or something that's very very serious most times they'll leave oh they're working with in in consultation they'll end the they they'll stop
0: yeah and that's that's another
1: benefit Mm -hmm.
0: Mm. so so that's that's really clear. You have businesses uh, who are who are ready to to get that free help and ready to take action on the recommendations. Um, yeah. It's just a, clearly a great service. What let's well, let's talk about what is that service that that they're getting a little bit more. What specifically can consultation do for an employer?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Well, we can do a lot. Um, um so what, what, what happens is our consultants will, when they go into the workplace, they do a full or a limited walkthrough and they identify hazards. That's followed up with a written report that we take pictures, we tell the employer what the hazard is, where, where it's located. We even cite the regular the OSHA regulation, that says this is a hazard. And then we make recommendations on how, what that employer can do to correct the hazard. We can also uh, help employers create their safety and health plans. I know in this era of COVID, we have a COVID template employers can use um, if, they, if they're trying to implement that type of plan. Uh, we also, I have industrial hygienists and what they can do is free on-site monitoring of noise, vapors and fumes. So we have all the equipment and our industrial hygienists go in and that's a good, uh, that's a, that's a good service because employees need to know if maybe the noise level is too high, or maybe they're being exposed to some type of particulates that are unhealthy. So we have the equipment that we can do that. And then we also offer various types of um, training um, that will help the employer train their employees.
0: That's great. And I can imagine that, you know, catching some of these things early before there are injuries, before there's, that's going to be a savings for the business as well in all kinds of ways. So, Mm -hmm. um, and that's amazing. I would imagine, you know, having all those, that equipment and those services that would cost a pretty penny if it wasn't offered for free. So that's, Mm -hmm. that is an incredible value that you are offering. Um, And you mentioned training. Can you talk about uh, any specifics about the training that your program offers?
1: Oh, sure. Well, first and foremost, we offer site-specific training. And what that means is, let's say our uh, the consultant is at the work site and they're asking employees and the employer questions. And the employer says, well, no, we haven't been trained on, on uh, scaffolding or no, we haven't been trained on machine guarding uh, we can offer in-house training for free uh, we also offer seafood training for our seafood industry i have a trainer who can do training on workplace violence and just understanding osha rights and then we offer um I don't know if you are familiar with the 10 hour, but we offer the 10 hour training, the 10 hour training. If, if an employer wants their um, employees to get their OSHA 10 hour card, that can cost anywhere from 89 bucks a person to 189 bucks a person. But if you, if the employer Goes through us for their ten-hour card. It's eight dollars per person.
0: Oh wow, wow! <laughs> <laughs> Quite a difference.
1: Yes, yeah, a, a huge difference. And our um, our um, my my consultants who are authorized are authorized OSHA trainers, authorized through the University of Washington. And that eight dollars doesn't even go to us. It goes to the University of Washington. So they can make the cars and send them up here. Um, So we don't make any money from from uh, from that.
0: Right. right.
1: Yeah.
0: What a savings. That's incredible. Wow. Uh, You just listed a whole bunch of benefits uh, from working with this program. Is there anything any any other benefits uh, or maybe you could summarize the benefits of working with your your program?
1: Well, the other, there's one other thing i like to talk just a little bit about. Uh, we do have what we call cooperative programs, and it's kind of hard to explain, and it's on the website, but let's say you're in the construction industry. We have a cooperative program called Chase, and that is specifically for employers in construction who have an excellent safety record. They, those employers can apply to be a part of our Chase program. Uh, If you go to the website and look at, let's say Chase, you'll see they're presented with the banner. We have a ceremony, but more importantly, those employers that are part of our cooperative program, they get removed from the OSHA inspection list. And then I'll just give you an example. So maybe a few weeks ago, the OSHA, I mean, the enforcement officer uh, showed up at a site and the, the guy, the safety manager said, hey, I'm part of the, another program It's called VPP. And he said, I'm part of the VPP program. So the OSHA guy, the enforcement guy called his supervisor and then the supervisor called me and I verify, yes, that is our VPP participant. And the OSHA, the enforcement person left. So those are some really huge benefits, but it's only those employers who have an outstanding safety record uh, and have worked with us over the years that can qualify, and they do have to fill out an application that is on our website.
0: Yeah, that's a very important point. It's not that safety is being put in the back seat on those things. It's that these people have already proven
1: yes. that they have
0: this track record of safety, and so yeah. we are. You know, that's that's. That seems to be a theme throughout this whole thing that that there's really some great benefits for for employers to kind of get out ahead of any safety issues, get the consultation, make the changes that are needed, get all that free service. And then there's all these benefits of you're not not having to deal with that in a more emergency or an enforcement situation where you have less control. And that's fantastic. So, I guess now we're getting down to the, the, the brass tacks here of how. So, let's say a business or employer, they want to, they're excited about this, they want to move forward and, and take these wise steps. How do they request consultation services?
1: Well, there are, there are a couple of ways to do that. Uh, you go to on the website, we're at labor.alaska.gov. And I think it's the forward or the back, backslash, one of the two, uh, LSS, and that's Labor Standards and Safety. And then that will take them to a site that all they have to do is click on the OSH uh, link and then we're there. If, if the employer is in Anchorage, they can call 907 269 or outside of Anchorage, they can call the toll free number at 1 800 656 4972. And also, I know my trainer has um, some information on Facebook. So they can go to the Facebook link um, our website. I'm not sure about Facebook, but I do know we're on Facebook and they can look us up there as well.
0: Fantastic. Well, we'll make sure that that information, the links, the phone number, and we'll, we'll get some, uh, a link to the Facebook page. We'll get that in the description of this uh, podcast so people can just click on it. Oh, good, uh, good. Yeah. Thank you so much, um, Elaine, for, for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to promote our program, to get the word out to Alaska businesses that we are here. Just request our services and we're here to help.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Thank you so much. So you have been listening to the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development podcast. Thank you for listening, for joining us. We hope you found the show informative and that you'll join us for our next podcast.